Hot track. Hot track, dude. 1987. Great year, man. Some great people were born that year. That is correct, sir. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was thinking about that. I was going through these like female rockers and everything. Like, mm-hmm. dude, the 80s suck for music, but the women really kind of You say that all the time and I I disagree. I, I like 80s music quite a bit. I don't know about 80s music, but I think the women really <laughs> they kind of saved it, dude. They really that was their era, you know? Well, when <laughs> Music in general was very feminized in the 80s, and even the the star men of the 80s, David Bowie, Prince, these guys were very effeminate, you know, it was uh, yeah. you know, a lot of cocaine, you know, it was a wild time. Uh, homosexuality hit the mainstream in the 80s, man, especially 85 through the you know, 1990. That's even when Freddie Mercury of Prince was like, you know, out and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it was... Everything really changed after 1985. Yeah. So, you know, our world got kind of freaky deaky. But a little bit, huh? Well, and you know, 80s music at that time, dude, huge synthesizer time and you know everyone was Bad really they were really I see again. It was just a big time for like uh experimentation, <sighs> if you will. Like even mm-hmm. the the women looked ugly, they did the hair not a fan of the big hair, hair, you know? Well, I feel like women saw the attention the hair rockers of the 70s were getting, and they thought, hmm, that looks no, good. Dude. We're going to do that. Yeah, the, the rockers <laughs> were terrible, but the 70s... Seven- <laughs> you know, they were looking at guys from, like, uh, Scorpion women were really, and Poison. Like they, they, they had their, like, 60s, they looked great, and then 70s, 80s, oof. Again, I think there were some babes in the 80s, man. Christina, Lapp- Christina Applegate. Yeah. Heather Locklear, yeah. come on, dude. And, uh, yeah, who's the mom in, uh, Al Bundy? You're only doing sitcoms? That's all you got? <laughs> That's all I got. Marissa Tomei? Ooh. I think you're in the 90s, actually. Is that the 90s? <laughs> I was in that great year, 87, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Well, there were some babes in the 80s, and I liked the hair of the 80s. They had the flips, and it was kind of bushed up a little bit, you know? Better than the 60s, yeah. man. They used, you know. Oh, the 60s, they were free, long hair. I'm a fan of the long hair, man. I thought it was the same in the 80s, no? The long natural. Like, I don't like that poofed up fucking teased hair, you know? <laughs> The 60s, yeah, what, it was the hippie, uh, I guess? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, let it grow, maybe braid it up. That was late 60s. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of the 60s, everyone had, like, the beehive for the chicks. Oh, that was, like, the old ladies, yeah. I think the young ladies were also doing that, man. <laughs> telling you. It's funny. <laughs> 80s, I forgot 80s, who it was, but I time. listened to an awesome conversation from two dudes who were saying, like, uh, one's... One's been with this girl for like fifteen years, and they have kids and everything. Oh, yeah. oh nice! And the and the other one's married with kids, and the they were saying, "Oh, you should never actually marry the girl because you want to keep her thinking that she might have to attract another man." Oh yeah. Because what happens is wow. they get you if you if you marry them, 
but after they pop out the second kid, they just hack they hack <laughs> off the hair. <laughs> they get some like short mom haircut. We all know the haircut you're talking about. It's it's the suburban mom haircut, the was, yes. The guy was like, and then that's it. The underwear they start buying, they're buying in bundles, and the pants don't quite fit right. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, so you don't marry them. You just get engaged and never yeah. actually marry them. They get that the, short, the short doo-wop. Yeah, it it, it goes, uh, it happens. I don't know why, but... To be fair, statistically, married couples make four times as much as unmarried. Yeah, over there, a lifetime. I know, yeah, there are a lot of um, stats just about how shared income in general equates to, you know... Longevity, happiness, uh, yeah, better wealth. Married. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. There's, there's a lot of positive. Because you know what's going to happen is you're also not going to get prettier. Yeah, look, you'll get fatter and wear sweatpants. She's going to get yes. the uh, short hairdo, and uh, you're you going to lose some hair. But you guys will have more money. Okay. Lose hair on your head, gain hair in weird places, and it goes <laughs> hair. It goes uh, head to back. Okay. Head, <laughs> head to back and ass. <laughs> <laughs> My plumber's crack starting to look like a chia pet, you know? <laughs> Can't help it. They got this new chia pet for Richard Simmons. Do you remember Richard Simmons? The exercise. I remember guru. Richard Simmons? Fuck yeah, dude. And uh, it has the chia. You grow the chia on his head. <laughs> but it also Our mom has is it. still trying to shed that 18 pounds from 1993. Oh, dude. You fucking asshole. You got it. I want to get this chia you pet. You were the original rock in Chris Hansen. Or not Chris Hansen. I don't know. You're trying to go Chris with this Hemsworth. One. Maybe. So anyways, uh <laughs> <laughs> we might be talking about the same guy, but uh anyways, uh he they, they do the Chia Pet forum with the hair on his head and the chest. He, he hair. was the dance guy, right? Yeah. Like the lose lose weight from dancing. And you can grow his chia chest a, hair, a dude. Come on, that's freaking hilarious, man. The chest hair? No. Yes, they let you do the hair on the head and his his chest hair. His chia oh, chest that's hair. That's so funny. It's fantastic. I saw the commercial yesterday. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I totally loved hilarious. it. And I heard the dude is like secluded and he's, you know, got all this shit going on. He's old and whatever. And, you know, I'm sure he makes a little money off that. So that's good. Good for him. If he's still alive. You think the chest hair is going to come back? The chest hair? Well, have you seen the mustaches back? Yeah, it just looks gay, right? Yeah, there's something. <laughs> there's definitely a prevalent, strong homosexual male and look I, to where. And I think it's because every time I've had a mustache, every girl has like at a certain point been like, "Are you gonna trim that?" And it's like, well, okay, so this is a gay thing, right? Must feel good on the penis, not so much the vagina. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, comment below. No mustache rides. Uh, so. I think I, so. That must be like a gay man thing, right? The mustache. I just always think of Freddie Mercury to go back to Freddie Mercury in the '80s, man. We're back to the '80s, and look, we're in the '80s, maybe or a redo, a refresh to be fresh, if you will. A uh, redo is such an '80s term, too. You're right, man. <sighs> I'm feeling it, baby. I might just do the mustache. For some reason, I feel like putting on some like purple pants and going skiing. <laughs> 
Are you thinking hot tub uh, time machine? Because that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> what a great movie, dude. <laughs> great movie. Probably Rob Corddry's finest film, in my opinion. Rob Corddry. Yeah, the bald guy? Yeah, the dude who uh, he gets found. He's passed out in his car, and they think he tried to commit suicide, but he... <laughs> Just passed out drunk, I believe is the premise. And then <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why they go on the trip, and that's why they Well, he admits him. later on that he was trying to kill himself. So. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. We've all been there. Dude, oh my God, do you want to get deep? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. <laughs> you want to do a deep? We'll do a deep dive. I'm, I'm in. It's time to get real here, you know? Oh, no. All right. Kill Tony is one of my favorite shows, and one of my favorite things about it is, dude, you get pulled out of the bucket to do a minute. If you're funny, you're funny. You got you got the chops. They'll give you the chance, right? Okay, sure. It, and it includes one of these guys. His name is Michael Lair. For people dude, who aren't familiar, the- Kill Tony is uh, comedians who bring out amateur comedians, correct? Tony Hinchcliffe, it's a show on YouTube. You you get pull, you put your name in a bucket, you get a chance to do one minute of comedy, okay. and then they, you know, it, it's, just, it's an for awesome am- show. For anyways, amateurs, yeah. Okay. A long time ago, this guy came on, he put his name in the bucket, and he was just, he's in a wheelchair, and he can barely talk. He has ALS. Already. Right? Yeah. But, but he was so funny, dude. Oh, yeah. And the worst part was, after like watching it for a few years, you just watched him get worse. Like you kind of watched this guy disintegrate. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's rough. It, it turns out he had a this whole career on Second City in Chicago. Wow. He's like one of the funniest men to ever live, dude. All right. Still, still to this day, like just yesterday, I was watching from the Monday episode. Mm-hmm. Bro, how hard is it to make somebody laugh out loud? Just sitting alone in their basement, in their grandma's basement, watching TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy had me laughing out loud. And you could, it's like, you're literally, like, you find yourself getting closer to the TV trying to understand what he's saying. You know what wow. I mean? He's getting so bad. But what's crazy is he scheduled himself. He moved. He, he moved to Portland. All right. So that he could do the assisted suicide. Whoa. Because he's going to die. Like, this is going to take him. Yeah, I look, I think if then, uh, that's a thing that you want to do and there's a state that provides, you know, same with abortion. You know what I'm saying? If it's your thing and uh, the but, place you yeah, want to go to right. provides I, see, it, okay. I mean, that's what you I know, thought, that's your, right? I just, I Frank, have no that, say in Frank, this stuff. Frank, that's what I, yeah. That's what I thought, right? Oh, but no. <laughs> All right, let's what, do it. But then what is religion, like, Every religion in the world will tell you, don't do it, right? Yeah, we just talked about two episodes ago, the Asian woman who had cancer and lived for like 15 years, so yeah. Because of the way they were treating her and everything. Anyways, he didn't do it. He ended up backing out at the last minute, moved back to Austin where they do the show and everything where he was living. And dude, just to like, to see him again, dude, it made me cry. It's like about to make me cry right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I was so happy when they brought him back. And then they did this whole, like, they created a Hall of Fame for the show and they put him in it, you know? It was like the first once, now he's in the... It's like, dude, and then he came on again on Monday and it was like, man. But there's something there and it's, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't think, I don't know. 
Not right, man. Well, Do you sounds, know what I mean? Sounds like a success story and a micro but level. Would, do you think it's good to let people do it? Because I get it, you're dying, but you're also at your worst. So are you really making the decision? I think but it's then wrong again, to criminalize it. But then again, it's like, dude, I think I would want to just do it, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, like, now you're under 24-hour care and like... Look, just like with bringing life in and the argument for abortion versus taking life out and the argument for assisted suicide. That, sh- this isn't for the outside observer. This is for the person wanting to make that decision with their healthcare provider and whether or not we live in a world Here's where these things are provided. That, I have right? no idea. Like, I, I don't know what to think. Okay, I would have agreed with you, right? But the problem I have with it is the people you're talking to, the healthcare, the so-called healthcare providers, they have a financial incentive for you to go through with this. I totally like, agree. Portland now has an industry built around people coming to die. Of course. It's like, man. You have death tourism. And here's... Okay. It... That's terrible, dude. As, as bad as it is for this man to suffer... Like... I, I believe the unfortunate truth, if you want to take a kind of step back or in a bird's eye view of what we're experiencing in the modern era, it is assisted suicide, assisted abortion. We have people getting vasectomies. We have everyone believing that we need to stop having births to save the planet from climate change. We have this unbelievable focus. If but if you put it all wrap it all into a nice little package, and what do you have there? You have a psychological eugenics program. You've convinced the society to kill themselves off and kill off their babies. That's eugenics. That's eugenics. That's uh. It really is. We're going to convince everyone not to procreate. We're going to convince everyone to kill themselves when it's convenient for us. And by the way, we're going to make a fat buck off of it too. You bet it. And not only we're going to make money off of. The medicine that goes into killing you, and then the process of killing you, and the facility to kill you, but then we're going to make a, uh, a profit off of uh, burying you, and everything right, that goes everything. into the funeral po- process, which Not is already did, a, a fucking just Ponzi to, scheme, or a scheme. Just to qualify <laughs> for it, first you got to move here and become a resident. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It's such a terrible... I just, I find it interesting. You're taking advantage of people at their worst. I'm not going to comment on how, on anybody out there who maybe supports or feels like they, there's so many nuanced circumstances behind people's individual choices for whether it is to terminate a birth or to terminate their own life, okay? So that's beyond my kind of comprehension. But what I'm seeing a pattern of is... Our society, especially here in America, really promotes killing. We're really into killing. Whether it's your baby or your life, when your life has become inconvenient to society, we're into into taking you out. My biggest problem is we're very quick to tell the stories and talk about the people that went through with it. Why don't we interview the people that didn't, you know? Like, why isn't this guy being interviewed about why, you know? Why didn't you do it? Are you happy you didn't do it? I mean... That's just a strange time to live in uh, when we're yeah. really big on killing. 
but we're really not big on... You know, it's funny, in 2020, Mike, if it meant saving one life, just one life, well, we were going to do whatever it, it takes. Well, that's what happened is we lost the value of life. We no longer understand the real value of life. Mike, man, we have people marching in the streets to end life. They're all about ending life. Yeah. And if you think I'm crazy, listen to some of these kids. The kids right now, their it, minds are warped, dude. They think having, having children of their own means they're contributing to the destruction of our climate. It's like, dude, I, I don't know if God is real, right? I can't tell you. Is every story in the Bible real? I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is that for thousands of years, people followed these rules and they lived happy lives. I would be a fool to tell you I'm smarter than the hundred generations before me. Right? It's not just that. I think there's a serious cultural issue at foot here, and it, it has just been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling, and now it's exploding. And <clears throat> I think people have had enough. And I don't know if you saw the news this weekend, Mike, but I kind of passed it off as bullshit, and I didn't really care. And then I caught some numbers about it, and I thought, well, maybe actually, maybe, just maybe, we're finally seeing a shift here. And this could be kind of the beginnings of it. And I don't know if you uh, know what I'm talking about, but Kristen Cinema, Mike. Ah, uh, fuck her. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. <sighs> fuck her. Okay, this isn't about her. This is about what the populations are saying and how people are voting. And I think this is pretty interesting. And a good Sunday morning. Well, the Democratic Party's celebration of Raphael Warnock's Georgia victory, well, that lasted less than three days. On Friday, Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema poured some cold water on that celebration. She announced she's leaving the party to become an independent. It's a move that still leaves Republicans short of any sort of working majority or even a 50-50 designation. But this does complicate the Democrats' Senate and presidential math in 2024. Cinema's move in some ways is an exclamation point on a midterm cycle that was less an endorsement of Democrats than it was a repudiation of the Trump wing of the Republican Party. And Cinema appears to be trying to go where she thinks the voters have already gone. In Arizona, Democrats trail Republicans and independents in overall party registration. Do you catch that? That's yeah. crazy. It's really Which is crazy because I just saw a lot of Republican races go bad. Yeah, well, I'm starting to think that uh, this mail-in voting isn't so, you know, legit. But this gets, I'm pretty interested in these numbers. This is really fascinating. And nationally, voters are starting to opt out of either of the two major parties. In fact, according to Gallup, the, uh, more Americans call themselves independents than Republicans or Democrats. Those and that's Democrats. <clears throat> it's both. It's it really, it's a pretty cool number. I think, and it's growing, I'm telling you. I think this is, there's there's a... There's momentum for more independence. And whether they lean one way or the other, it would be just so much better if there were more independence. I, I really now believe this. For over a decade. In fact, in 19 of the 31 states that track registration by party, one of the two major parties is actually in third place behind either an independent or unaffiliated. He didn't want to say it out loud for the podcasters out there. The Democrats are the ones that are lower. <laughs> yeah, they're hurting, it's, right? It's independents over Republic, it, it, and Republicans over Democrats designation. 
In the Senate, Cinema has rhetorically leaned into an independent streak, but on governing, she has voted with Democrats 93% of the time. Yeah, now, she did block yeah, attempts to change Senate rules on the <laughs> filibuster to pass voting rights legislation uh, or to codify abortion protections. She also blocked an increase in the corporate tax rate, and she voted against raising the minimum wage with a visible thumbs down on the Senate floor. And for those actions, Cinema was censured by the Arizona Democratic Party earlier this year. Her Democratic colleagues and Democratic leadership in Washington were quite quiet when progressives unloaded on her earlier this, this year. This is for you, Mike. I don't believe she's really given a compelling yeah. case as to why she should be renominated as the Democratic nominee for United States Senate in Arizona. Uh, I she has proven herself an obstacle to New the York? right to vote to the United, <laughs> in the United States. She is not an ally on civil rights. She is not doing what voters in Arizona sent her to do. Yeah. Didn't you guys already get civil rights? I don't, I, I don't know. During the civil rights movement. <laughs> Are we still fighting for civil rights? You know, we haven't heard from AOC in a while. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, she needs to go back. That was terrible. She's, uh, she's facing a house ethics probe. No. <laughs> for what? Going to Florida? What are they, what are I, they going after? I, uh, I don't exactly know what it's for. Uh, I'm actually, I just remember seeing it cross my mind here. Uh, do they know she's Latinx? Oh, uh, I guess, and I'm not even kidding. It's for the tax the rich dress scenario, and yeah. uh, they're saying that she potentially used campaign funds for the ticket, and it violated FEC uh, prohibitions on campaign uh -oh. funds being used for entertainment purposes. AOC, AO checks. Come on now. <sighs> Time to go cry at the border again. Oh, you can't because it's Democrat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, Kirsten Cinema. I totally agree with you. She's a, a Democrat, no different than Bernie is an independent as well. But it does kind of push a little bit further the cause that we need more people just being independent, like. Look, she doesn't 100% go with Democrats. And I don't really think any candidate should go 100% with either side. Yeah. If you do, then fine. Be a, but 90% be a is, I mean, who cares? That means you're picking the one time where your vote doesn't matter. Look, there are the know? hardcore Republicans. You got the hardcore Democrats. I dig it. Let's get a few more people in the middle. Yeah. Please. You know, <laughs> nah, fuck it. We need Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz Ted Cruz for president uh, I look forward to January Maybe February. I don't know when they plan on doing it, but it does sound like they're going to go hard on Fauci, and, I, and I'm really, you know. Did but, you see Elon? Oh, you sent me that Elon's tweet. Yes, they are supposedly going to dump today the uh, info on Fauci. Fauci's daughter worked at Twitter, for anyone isn't 
who isn't familiar. What? Yes, she worked at Twitter during the pandemic. Excuse me? Baking powder indeed, sir. This is true information. No. Yes. And his son works at YouTube. That's why we got all those strikes. Yeah, maybe it's because you just do a fantastic impression of him and they got really (laughs) upset about it. The best in the biz. (laughs) Get your boost. (laughs) It was all the Dashik jokes. (laughs) Dashik's the real player behind the scenes. Dashik? Never heard of him. What's this guy? They keep trying to keep trying to say I was with them. Never heard of him. I think it's all the Dashik episodes, man. He's the big time player, I'm telling you. It sounds like he was the one cutting the checks. You know, Fauci was just the one, you know, uh, cashing the checks. (laughs) I don't know, man. He's the Mandalorian. He's the face. He's the uh, actor, the one on the screen, the puppet, the guy who dances for the money. He who pitched it will go down. Yes, for sure. I believed it since day one. We all saw him sitting with that smile on his face. Oh, eating the fucking nachos with the fucking goddamn hat. Again, dude, for a nerd, you know what I mean? Ugh. Like the just, He had his day. He was the only <laughs> the only one at a baseball game in the world, man. Oh, I just I I know he's going down for that. But God, I hope so. And maybe there is a little strategery to this uh, Kirsten cinema. Is it Kirsten? 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 Yeah, going into the independent zone. Maybe the Senate is kind of gearing up to make it a little bit more, let's say, intimidating for a guy like Fauci to step in there. He maybe. I think they're a little nervous about what's going to come. I think they're already nervous about what's coming out with Twitter. Now you got to run 2024 without Twitter. And, and say whatever you want, dude. The you know you, the advertisers are quietly coming back because Twitter is now seeing more users than ever before. And not so. only that, come twenty twenty four with Twitter in the hands of someone like Elon, and you bring someone like Ron DeSanctimonious into the picture. Do you remember that? It's so stupid. Did that not stick? Dude, I thought it's. I thought it was the big the Trump is out. When he dropped, when he dropped Ron DeSanctimonious, I knew he was done. (laughs) Oh, is that what you knew? How about when you announced you were running two years before the election? (laughs) Yeah, big dog, uh, uh, you're out. God. Uh, Like, we don't even know if you're going to last two more years, big guy. Jesus Christ. Go hit some golf balls. Are we all on board on the Ron DeSantis 2024? I I am. Are you? I feel like everybody else is. Come on, Mike. Come on, man. You got. You can't run Trump. You cannot run no, I Trump. Think, I think he's done for. I, I don't. I'm sorry to everybody that loves him. I think he's a very entertaining guy, and I. I it's fun having. If he him was out ten there. years younger, I would say do it. Sure, but yeah. man, he's too old. I saw Just, some stuff that Biden's really gung-ho about a 2024 run. Here's my problem with the Republican Party, right? You cannot complain that Biden's too old and then say Trump should run. <laughs> you cannot complain 
that John Fetterman is retarded and then put up Herschel Walker. You know what I mean? <laughs> brain damage is brain damage, whether you're on the left or the right. And old is old, whether you're on the left or the right. So you, you have to be consistent. That's a great call. And speaking of consistency and Ron DeSanctimonious, uh, he was out there over the weekend preaching preaching up a storm against the mRNA shots in Big Pharma. Did you catch this action at all? Uh, I did not, man. I, have a, I actually have a job now. <laughs> Mike, I have a job where I just catch action on the news. <laughs> it's my new phrase. I'm trying to prove myself. I don't got time. <laughs> here's here's Ron, and here's what I think is coming down the pike, if you will, with uh, all the the new Republicans taking center stage in Congress, and you know, with cinema shifting over, and there could be a little power imbalance or rebalance, if you will, in the Senate. We we could have some potential here for people being held accountable, which I have been. Uh, you know, cheerleading for Mike, right? For some time now, and so uh, right. I'm digging. I'm digging this dialogue here out of Ron. They're trying to use massive power, massive ability to shape the narrative. To I apologize for the poor quality. It was, uh, I think, cell phone recordings. Force orthodoxy. Oh, is a Chris Tucker <laughs> views. And so the orthodoxy they want is not your values or my values. I can tell you that right now. And so you know and you see it. And so this was one thing. They're talking about Hunter Biden, but there's a hundred other examples that they're going to be able to show. And how they marginalized people that were speaking the truth on COVID was really, really damaging. And it ended up killing people uh, because people would tell the truth and they would get deplatformed um, on Twitter. You know, we are going to work uh, to hold uh, these uh, manufacturers accountable so many times. for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects. And we know that there have been a lot. And so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86% increase in cardiac related activity uh, from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots. And so we're going to be doing some stuff uh, to bring accountability there. Hell because yeah. I think it's just something where. 2024, baby! Come on! This is why Trump can't run because Trump is the vaccine candidate. Ron DeS- it's his vaccine. Ron DeSantis is the anti-vaccine candidate. We wouldn't let them mandate on you in Florida. Um, you know, we said you know no because like Orange County wanted to fire firefighters, Gainesville wanted to fire people, but even the corporations like Disney wanted to fire. So we said no across the board. So everybody had the ability. Uh, to opt out of anything they were trying to impose on you. But there are other people around the country that got forced to take this. And then what? They're not allowed to sue or get any type of resource when this is not something that they wanted to do. Uh, So this is something that we're going to lead on in Florida. So we're going to have probably some announcements over the next uh, three or four weeks on that. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy, dude. I like to hear that. I think that's well, that's good, what so. I always said. If it really is, you know, you won't be able to hide the truth forever. So if it really is killing people, we'll find out. Can't hide it. Oh, all right. I don't know. Man, it's crazy. 
I've been so hung up on this for two years now, and now nobody cares. Not even you, Mike. Nobody fucking cares. They're like, hey. I told you that's what was going to happen. The truth is out. This shit kill is killing people. They they knew what they were doing. You man. took they poison. Game. This Nobody was poison. Cares. Guess is three seventy five. <laughs> and that's it, huh? It's the gas. That's it. I mean, dude, I I, got, I don't got I don't care about COVID. So long ago, dude. Our mom tells me all the time. You guys still talk about COVID? This I told her we got COVID. kicked off of YouTube, and her response was, well, why do you even talk about COVID? This isn't COVID, though. This is the shots. Yeah, why do you even talk about it? That's they're, what they say. They're giving it out to six-month-year-old kids. That's why. This is crazy shit, man. Oh, no, they're mandating it for schools and places. This is freaking... Yeah. They're mandating poison into the humans across this country. There's other countries where they're not even touching this shit. Yeah. Well, no red flags, no alarm bells. Nobody thinks this shit's crazy that I don't know. All right, fine. We're all good. We're all happy with uh, some uh, heart, you know, heart attacks being through the roof, people dying, excess mortality rate just exploding around the world. Okay, fine. We're all good. That's fine. I'm actually okay with it because those are mostly Democrats. <laughs> That's the argument for the vasectomy movement. Right? It's yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. Same thing. It's like, do you guys, all those f- kids that were out there, like, we're going to get vasectomies because of Roe versus Wade. Please. <laughs> Please. You want me to pay for it? Save us the trouble. Please do not have any more. Uh, that's so funny. It's funny that they're all about either vasectomies or aborting their kids. Uh, you know, so dead set on not procreating. It's admirable uh, you know admirable yeah there it is uh you know you're quite devoted to definitely not having any kids yeah i mean jordan peterson was questioned about um because he believe him and elon they both say that like no we need to have more people you know oh yeah and he was a he was questioned about it and he said well there's twice as many people now as there was when i was a kid <clears throat> and everybody in the world is richer now than when I was a kid. So there's less hunger, there's less starvation, there's more wealth, there's more prosperity than ever before. Nice. <laughs> right? It's like good. hard to argue, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You're right. We do need more people. <laughs> His whole argument was that people are actually a net gain. So if you have a person, he's going to consume resources but he's gonna work he's gonna do whatever and he's gonna contribute more than he's gonna consume we're at a an efficiency level where the more people we have the better off we kind of are well we're doing all right over here in denver i was uh seeing on the local news today we've invited a whole bunch of migrants and we have a few more busloads coming our way we're all about no way oh sanctuary baby sanctuary Surrender me now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we are. Uh, we're bringing in the migrants, man. We're are all you really? Oh yeah. What? Well, hey, look. You know what? We got a labor shortage as well. They come in and work. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Come on. A lot of jobs. I think they want to come in and get benefits. Yeah. Well, I don't. I know, but I'm just trying to think positively about. it. <laughs> Did you ever hear that stat of when the Border Patrol was founded? I did not, no. The Border was... 
We had no border patrol, right? There was no border patrol. There was literally no border. You could walk in and out, and it didn't matter. Nobody was coming. Are we talking like 1880s, 1980s? In the 1800s, yeah. 1800s, the border okay. patrol was created after the U.S. in the actually, early 1900s. When the, we didn't need border patrol until we created welfare. All right. Once you started the welfare programs, that's when you had to start locking people out. That's like the whole argument is like they're not coming, you know. Micah, they're not sending their best, you know. Uh, <laughs> from what I've heard, they're not sending their best. The, the whole point is like I can get paid, I I can make relatively the same living in Mexico as I can in Chicago, right? Oh yeah. What Mexico is not giving me that Chicago will give me and my kids is that free health care, the free education. the fr- You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. So that's why I'm coming here. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not totally against the immigration and everything, but it is what it is. Our family came here, you know, because the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. to say that it's like, I hate the Democratic point of view where it's like, oh, it's nothing but good to have them come here. Like, is it? You know? It's kind of good for you, Chicago, to be a sanctuary city because now these immigrants are going to come here and you're going to get money from the federal government. But that's subsidized from the states that didn't allow these people in. You know? Oh, yeah. Well. So. I don't know. Could be ja- could be people but, siphoning you know, money. Sh- you never know. Sh- Chicago, New York, L.A. Could you afford to be these sanctuary cities without the Republican areas who refuse to be sanctuary cities without them supporting you financially? That's a good question. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Huh. Sometimes it means uh, we got some extra landscaping help. Sometimes uh, <laughs> he's got some uh, drug dealers and rapists. Hey, I know why Italians are the worst people to work for. <laughs> why is that? Uncle Guy came over, right? Yeah. He brought the whole crew. Oh, not the whole crew. He brought two workers. All right, nice. Tru- truck, trailer, equipment, right. two oh, workers. Yeah, yeah. Spent an hour, hour and a half. He did uh, our house and our neighbors, you know, Franga and Dominic. Nice. He did a nice little cleanup, cut the grass, did everything right. After he's gone, both both Nona and Franga, they go out and they clean up after them. <laughs> nice. Well, you got to be clean. <laughs> Not happy with the job, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, even if it's free. <laughs> oh, you got to be picky. It's the only way to survive. And then they complained about it. Oh, they didn't clean the alley. <laughs> well, you got to keep that alley clean, Mike. You know, especially when well, you, thought, you got the planes flying overhead, you know, they got, it's got to look nice. So, so I thought it's really funny because the, all these workers, they all live in like these areas of Chicago where you go there and the alley is, you, you know, nobody takes care of the alley because that's Chicago property, right? That's right. So I thought it was funny that you come here and it's like they don't take care. They don't. They'll blow all the debris to the alley and then they stop. They don't care about the alley. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? But the Italians, they go out there, they take care of the alley, and yeah. they do it because of Sam, who works in the alley fixing cars, who's who's a Palestinian. 
And literally, these Christian Italians, their number one reason for cleaning the alley is because Sam, who works on cars, is Muslim. So he literally gets down on his hands and knees and prays five times a week, a day. So they're like, whoa, you got to keep the alley clean for Sam. That's very generous, saying, you know, clean alley is nice for the rats. Gotta look out for the rats, you know, they need a nice pathway to cruise around, so it's good. It's good. But dude, to have uh, Italian Christians worrying about a Palestinian Muslim, that's America. And that's the, uh, that's the peace you need in the world, right? (laughs) That's America. Uh, yeah, they used I wish more people would understand that that is America. Uh, instead, now uh, we're uh, arresting people for January 6th. Like uh, the Proud Boys, man. Did you catch that action, Mike? I'm back to catching action, dude. They gotta change their name. Do you know the two dudes who they uh, busted uh, or uh, sentenced over the weekend? They were the Hawaii section, and uh, they were... A couple of fellows that were photographed with the QAnon shaman. Guys from Hawaii made it to D.C.? Yeah, the one dude, and I believe, and I might be a little off on this, I think he served in the military, but I could be wrong. But uh, I got got a little uh, news for you. I'm not sure if you're up to date. Hawaii Proud Proud Boys Boys founder Nick Oakes is sentenced to four years behind bars today for his role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. The 36-year-old Oakes pleaded guilty on on September 9th to obstruction of an official proceeding, disrupting a joint congressional session. Oakes reportedly founded the Hawaii chapter of the far-right extremist Proud Boys group. He, along with 32-year-old Nicholas DiCarlo of Texas, who was also sentenced to four years in prison, were part of a mass of people who illegally breached the Capitol. Now, during that time, Oaks recorded DiCarlo writing, murder the media onto a Capitol door, and that's a reference to their social media channel. Oaks will also be ordered to pay a $5,000 fine, $2,000 in restitution, and $100 special assignment. Four you know years? we'd be writing, dude, man. That's I thought exactly. That was these dudes wrote their podcast on the door, and they got four years in prison, man. <laughs> That's brutal. Come on, That's you crazy. should have wrote Black Lives Matter. He'd be out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you would have got bailed out by the camel. Oh man, you just blew. My- I don't know how they could report that. <laughs> if they wrote BLM, <laughs> the news the news reporter's head would just explode on air. <laughs> just an internal just combustion, combustion. Just <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god, man, that just blew my mind. <laughs> wow, I'm still floored. Could you imagine if they were, if they broke in and wrote BLM? Your Honor, Exhibit A, our the defendant, he he wrote Black Lives Matter on the door of Nancy Pelosi. Man. Son, son what gave you the right to do this? Oh, they were drawing it in every street corner, every building. <laughs> I'm just floored by that idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These poor guys. They keep throwing guys uh, in jail. I've never heard of them. I have no idea who they are. 
these dudes killed nobody. They hurt no one. They literally followed the velvet rope. What a four years? Four That's years in brutal. prison. Oh wow! All right. After when did this happen? By the way, a year, two years ago. I mean, are are we better off as a society with this guy in jail for four years? Are you safer? Am I safer? I don't know. The biggest problem with all of this is you have a guy in your administration that's that keeps getting caught stealing luggage. An energy department official <laughs> stealing luggage according to a warrant first obtained by 8 News Now. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us here at 4. I'm Kirsten Joyce. And I'm Christian Casadas. It's a story the 8 News Now investigators first broke. Vanessa Murphy joining us live in studio with the this latest. Story story. Vanessa. Energy Department Deputy Assistant Secretary Sam Brinton made headlines after being charged with <laughs> stealing luggage in Minneapolis. Metro Police saw those news stories and said, hey, that's the person stealing luggage over this summer here in Las Vegas for a previously <laughs> unsolved case. Now, as we first reported yesterday, a warrant is issued for Britain for a felony Could you imagine being in Vegas and you're like, man, we got to figure out who's stealing this woman's luggage. Some guy walks in, the person at the door, Sarge, hey, Sarge, I got it. This f***ing Minnesota was stealing. <laughs> Dude, not only that. This, this guy, this guy in Minnesota, is posting pictures of him in women's clothing, and he works for the Biden administration. Yeah, the lipstick, the bald head, and the mustache. There's not a lot of you walking around out there. I'm not- You're very noticeable, <laughs> even on camera and on a security camera, dude. Yeah. I let me tell. <laughs> hey, hey, hey uh, what's this guy's name? Sam. 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 <laughs> Let me tell you what happens when they're looking for a video, when they got a video of Mike Polisi, right? <laughs> you get a video of Mike Polisi, it's a plain black hat, a plain black Carhartt, right? And some jeans. Oh, yeah. Hard to find. Sure. Right. Bald guy, red, <laughs> red mustache and lipstick. <laughs> Wearing women's clothing. Dude. <laughs> I... Love that we covered this, and I wasn't too sure at the time. This is about a month ago, right? When you say this is about a month ago, we a did. A couple weeks. It was a couple weeks And ago. I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, this could be one of those bullshit stories, and maybe we had been had. We've done this before. We, you know, we've been fooled a oh, few amateur times. Amateur production. Yeah. For sure, but. Uh, <laughs> no serious research. But I, you know, for this to come out and be like, no, 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 no. This story isn't about him doing it once. It's about him doing it one time and then getting caught a second time. And the guy from the first time is like, yeah, wait, that's the guy from this time. Yeah, it's about the that's- people in Vegas being like, hey, that sounds familiar. Reporting on this clown and a guy in another state is like, wait a second. I recognize that guy in a news report. The, and by there the way, be walking around the country. This freaking goofball works for the Biden administration. He's in the no, White not House. Not anymore, dude. You hear he's on leave now. They unpaid leave now. You don't say, dude. 
<laughs> they've done trial for two fun. <laughs> it's funny they didn't want to talk about this. Where's Corinne Jean Pierre? She oui, oui. She didn't want to talk about too busy it. In the, too busy in the closet with Ducey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this story goes deeper. Police say Britain posted a selfie at the airport wearing the same T-shirt that's seen in the video. Britain takes the victim's luggage from the carousel, looks at the tag, puts it back on the carousel, looks around to see if anyone's watching, and then takes the luggage. Now the owner <laughs> of that luggage filed a report. You didn't think there was a fucking security camera? <laughs> you work for the Biden administration. You work for the goddamn people who. <laughs> It's 2022. <laughs> My grandma's got three on her house. Value of right? her luggage and her belongings in it at nearly $3,700. The theft is alleged to have happened in July. Sorry, but police My grandma have... doesn't even have a computer, doesn't know how to go on the internet, but she, paid, she, she bought an internet package, right? Oh, yeah. Just so she could have three security cameras on her house. <laughs> You don't think the fucking TSA is going to have one at this fucking luggage carousel? I do a dumbass podcast. I think FBI watches me. You work for the Biden administration. You think nobody's watching you? Nobody? Uh, you didn't even think to ask Pete? Hey, Pete, are you guys watching the luggage carousel? You don't think anybody has eyes on you? What an imbecile. This is, Where's these, Pete Buttigieg, man? We talk, dude, this is the vetting process of the Biden administration, though. The ultimate... Look, this retarded clown was hired by this administration. That should say everything. That's why Brittany Griner was traded for a warlord. Identified Britain as the suspect in November <laughs> again after seeing Britain already like the warlord of our time. Crime. Britain is 35 years old, a deputy assistant secretary at the Office of Nuclear Energy, but on leave after facing Minor charges role. in Minneapolis. That case is ongoing. We tried reaching Britain's attorney. We were either disconnected or he hung up on us. Back to you, Christian. <laughs> And that lawyer, what is that? Michael Avenatti? Oh, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if he hung up on us. <laughs> it's a classic lawyer move. You people voted for this, man. Come on. Congratulations. I, dude, who could have predicted it. the lipstick-wearing bald dude with the mustache with the uh, leather-clad <laughs> dog-faced boyfriend <laughs> fetish thing? Like, oh, totally normal guy. No way. Turns he's out he's got a screw loose. I could have told you that from the fucking picture. Fully vetted. By the way, at this point, anyone can work at the White House. Just go walk up. Go walk up to the door. It doesn't matter who you are. Grab an application. You got a job. I'm, I guarantee it. There is zero criteria to work in the White House. More, there was more scrutiny over my high school diploma to get into the plumbing union than there is to get into the Biden administration. Mike, there is more scrutiny to... 
to deliver pot in the state of Colorado. It's unbelievable. Oh uh, Are you fucking kidding me? This is unreal. God forbid you have a blemish on your record. There's no way this person is allowed to operate a vehicle. Good call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. Is, I'm so floored by this. I love it. I'm, again, we did the story a month ago. I'm like, this has to be baloney. And then here we are a month later. I'm like, this man who puts <laughs> lipstick on and wears a dress and is confused about whether or not he's a woman or a man. Believe it or not, he had a screw loose and uh, <laughs> acted out of like, dude. It wasn't even one time. It was he's it's habitual. He's probably done this across the country, man. That's what's so funny about. Oh yeah, you're right. If it's woman everywhere. If it's once, I'm thinking he does it all the time. Now he's busted twice, dude. Come on, he's oh he's done it everywhere. Oh good call. How many times did you have to do it before they televised it? The, how many times did they sc- oh, <laughs> like Don Jr. You, you're getting one time. How many times did they scrub it from the news? <laughs> yeah. Oh FBI has hours of videos of this guy stealing <laughs> and trying on the shit in the bathroom. Trying on. <laughs> Yes! That's that's Mueller's whole spank bank right there, you know what I mean? The best part about all of this is nobody is talking about underwear hammer guy at the Pelosi residence anymore. Have you noticed that? That's totally scary. Never heard heard of it. What happened? Dude, Democrats, what's going on with you? Why? What the fuck, man? Are you talking about the guy that broke in during the one minute there was no security present? In the $100 million townhome. <laughs> They're not releasing the body cam footage. Again, you have less security footage than my grandma. Mike, we know what happened more to the dude overdosing on fentanyl on the curb in front of a <laughs> a bodega. <laughs> a- after trying to pass a $20 we know, bill. We know more details about that than, than what happened in the Pelosi residence. I, I, I'm amazed. At just the weirdness of the left. You know, here we are, dude. How fast that disappeared, dude. Like, the more you made it disappear, the more I think, you know. Just look at the last year. Give a little look back here. And what has just been nonstop? Um, You know, not that we're seeking it, but it's just why must this crop up? The drag queen story hours and... The Democrats like Pelosi getting caught in weird twist, twisted sexual situations, and you know the Chinese. Pelosi, a man. There's oh, just shit. so much weird shit this year, <laughs> and it all yeah. seems to just be on one side. Pretty bizarre. It just seems yeah. like it seems like the left yeah. has totally. Uh, they they're just the party. Not the party. People on the left are just totally culturally distant from anything that America has been about since its inception. And it feels like there's a major divide now because of it. I just don't think they realize how wrong they are. And I know you hate it, but the Kirsten Cinema move really i feel like is emblematic of what's going on culturally here which is i think people are a little bit grossed out by one side and they've decided well i also don't like that other side because i don't really like mitch mcconnell and company you know 
So I'm going to hang here in the middle and see what this does. I I would be more, you know, we could see a little more Yang Gang up in the middle there. Oh, uh, Yang Gang? Look out for the forward party. <sighs> I hate the forward party, but I, I'm telling you, yeah. why not just an independent party? The independents. Why not? Because they can never agree. That's the big problem. No, you're not supposed to. You should just be in the middle. Like, the big problem with the third party is there's not enough, you, you know. Like, there's a lot of people who don't agree with the left, and there's a lot of people who don't believe in the right, but you also have to, like, like, there's a lot of people that hate the Democratic Party because they're not left enough, you know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of division in both parties. The right is not right enough. You got the rhinos, right? <laughs> And you got the people yeah, in the middle. And anybody who calls them a rhino, like, those people are not going to go for a Yang gang. You know what I mean? It's like... You know, I think our country would be almost better if we had, like, six different parties. <laughs> That's how you get Hitler. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, he only won with, like, 34% of the vote. All right. Well, I take it back, then. Well, I mean, he might already be there. <laughs> I say after uh, after 250 years of con- of like parties trying to divide the nation, I mean, I don't know. I think we're doing all right. Anti third party, I'm all in on the third party. It would be it would be I would be more so the fact that like we're so divided, I would be more scared if we were doing like 96% were voting for Biden. I'd be or 96% were voting for Trump. Either way, I'd be just as scared. All right. cheating accusations aside, the Democrats, and I think the Sam Brittenton uh, story really uh, proves it, the Democrats are pros at suppressing stories till after the election, and they suppressed this yes. doozy till well after the election. So congratulations. And they did it with everything else. And so I, you know. So I always say, you know. Give credit where The Republicans do. always are always complaining, but here's what the Democrats do is they they – you know they know the rules that they're playing by, and they exploit the shit out of them. And you can't be mad at them. You know, uh, again, all they, they take advantage of the mail-in voting where they can. Yeah, and sure, let's say that's going on. You got the stuffing going on of the ballots, okay? But also, you know, look, they control the narrative pretty well. There's opportunities yeah. for the right to control the narrative. They just don't take it. I truly, well, I think they it. are. I think they're doing a better job now with more media. Like you know, I. I I don't really always agree with the Daily Wire, but it's good to see an, an opposing view to the mainstream. Well, this is unpopular for the right, but look, you want to really make a hard move, drop Trump and go all in on anti-vaccine mandates. 